Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of a brand new streamer-focused audio interface from Elgato. That interface being the brand new Wave XLR, and if you are interested in this microphone interface and digital mixing solution, it will cost you around $160. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. Also, in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that Elgato did send me this interface so that I am able to make this review about it. But with that out of the way, for the majority of this review, I have the Rode NT1 connected directly to the Wave XLR, 48 volts phantom power is on, and my gain is set at 21 dB with the clip guard engaged, recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. It's a heavy box. You're going to get the audio interface, an approximately 9 foot or 3 meter USB-C to USB-A cable, and a quick start guide. Then as far as the build quality, it doesn't feel extremely robust, but at the same time, it doesn't feel terrible. It does have an all-plastic build quality. The button is a little bit wobbly, but it has a really nice tactile click to it. The XLR port and the 3.5mm port are a touch wobbly, but by no stretch of the imagination are they the worst that I have come across. But then when we look at the USB port, it does appear to be quite wobbly, a little bit more so than I would typically be okay with. But as far as the functionality of the interface, on the front of the device, the first thing you will notice is three lights, which will indicate what feature you are adjusting, whether it's the microphone, the headphone, or the computer and zero latency monitoring mix. Then in the center, you have a big button or dial. This allows you to switch between what you're adjusting and adjust each of those individual features. Also, if you press and hold this button for a couple of seconds, you will see in the bottom right the 48 volts phantom power light will turn on. This turns on or off the phantom power to the XLR input. Then around the dial, you have a series of lights to indicate the level of what you're adjusting, whether it's your microphone level, the headphone volume, or the mix between the microphone and the computer playback. Another feature about these lights is you are able to change the color in the Wavelink software, and if you hit the mute button, the lights will change color so you know that the microphone is muted and you're able to change that color as well in the Wavelink software. Then when we look at the top-ish area of the interface, it's more like the top back, but that's irrelevant, you will find a capacitive mute button. It does not have a click to it, but if you touch this with your finger, it will mute the microphone. And when you hit this, the lights on the front of the interface will change color so you know. Hit it again, it will unmute. Pretty straightforward. And then when we look at the back of the interface, you will find the USB-C plug to connect this to your computer. And yes, it is bus powered. You will find a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack to connect your headphones. And as I already mentioned, this does allow for zero latency monitoring, meaning you're able to hear your microphone in your headphones and computer playback simultaneously. And lastly, you will find an XLR port to connect your microphone to this, and I want to make it abundantly clear, this is just an XLR port, it is not a combination jack. Does not allow for quarter inch, 
only XLR inputs. And if manufacturing location matters to you, this interface is made in China. Then as far as the specs, this interface's converters are 24-bit at 48 to 96 kilohertz. The max gain available is plus 75 decibels. The dynamic range is 100 to 120 decibels, depending on if the clip guard is engaged. The EIN is negative 130 dBV at 60 decibels of gain. You have 48 volts of phantom power, and the max output for the headphone output is 77 milliwatts, which I did find perfectly capable of driving the Sennheiser HD650s. I did find the monitoring to be a little bit quiet, but if you run your microphone hotter than me, which most people probably do, you shouldn't have any real issues. Next, in order to really test out the preamps on this thing, I have the SM7B connected directly to the Wave XLR. There is no FET head, no cloud lifter, no SE Electronics Dynamite. This is running directly into the interface. My gain is set at 50 decibels. I do not have the clip guard engaged. I do not have the high pass filter engaged. And here is how it's sounding. I will be quiet so you can hear what kind of noise I have at this level where I am hitting around negative nine to negative six dB, so plenty of level here. And just because we can, let's go ahead and crank the gain all the way up to 75 decibels. And there you go, 75 decibels with the SM7B. I have to whisper to stop from clipping, and then, if I engage the clip guard, you can really hear the the limiter hitting, hitting it. There you go. Why are we doing this? Now I want to demonstrate what the clip guard feature does. I have increased the gain for the NT1 to 25 decibels, and I'm hitting around negative 3 dB, way hotter than I normally would be comfortable with. And if I get loud, I clip, I distort, I sound like trash because the signal is distorting the analog to digital converters. Once I engage ClipGuard, and then I start screaming, you can hear that it doesn't have that same breakup, that same distorted characteristic. One more time, I will scream with and without the ClipGuard engaged. Hey, this sounds terrible, but this sounds a lot better. There you go, that's what ClipGuard does. Also, I want to quickly demonstrate the low-cut filter, which is also a high-pass filter. Currently, I do not have anything engaged. The low-cut filter is set to off. Now, I have engaged the 80 hertz low-cut filter, and you should start, to should start to hear a little bit of the low-end disappear. It's cleaning up a lot of that low-end rumble. If you have an air conditioning unit going, that will help clean up a little bit of that noise and they have 120 hertz, which I just switched to, and this should really start to thin out my voice as well. If you have an extremely bassy voice, this may be useful for you, but since I sound like a little wimp, I leave it off because I don't like 80 or 120. I typically stick around 60 hertz for my high pass filter, which I would run in post. There you go, that's the low cut filter. Now I want to demonstrate the functionality of the mute button. So I will continue to talk and then I will hit the mute button. So let's just keep talking. 
that it just cut off and then I tapped it again while I was still talking. You hear my and then go out, come out, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Now, something that I'm noticing in my headphones with the mute function is it is not an abrupt mute. You can tell because it doesn't create an audible click. It has more of a gradual attenuation and then reintroduction of the sound. It's almost as though it is fading in and out, and that eliminates the that you typically get when you just cut audio right in the middle of a wave. I think that's a really cool thing that they've done if I'm hearing this correctly. Now I'm going to connect a dummy XLR connector to the Wave XLR and slowly increase the gain so we can see what kind of noise is generated by this interface's preamp. Then when we look at latency with a sample rate of 48 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer of 64 samples, we have a 9 millisecond round trip latency or a 4.5 millisecond output latency. Jumping up to 128 samples, we have 11.5 milliseconds round trip or 5.7 milliseconds output. And jumping up to 256 samples, we have 17 milliseconds round trip or 8.5 milliseconds output. And then with the sample rate at 96 kilohertz and 64 samples, we have 7.5 milliseconds round trip, or 3.7 milliseconds output. Jumping to 128 samples, 9 milliseconds round trip, or 4.3 milliseconds output. And at 256 samples, 11.5 milliseconds round trip, or 5.7 milliseconds output. Alright, I wanted to give you a very quick walkthrough of the Wavelink software because that is probably the main reason you're buying this. When you open up the software, here is the default screen you will see. You will see that we have an input already there. That is our Elgato Wave XLR. If you click on the drop down arrow, you're able to add any name that you want it to be. I'll just call this Poo Poo because I'm an adult the firmware version you're on, then it gives you really useful information in terms of the input level. It allows you to digitally adjust the gain of your microphone, and it tells you exactly the decibel that you're setting, making it really easy to recall a certain level. You also have the ability to turn on or off phantom power through the software. Then directly beneath that, you will find the headphone output control. This allows you to adjust the headphone output volume, as well as the mix between zero latency monitoring or the microphone and your computer playback. And for the record, if I didn't mention this already, you are able to hear the microphone in your headphones and also hear computer playback simultaneously. Then beneath that, we have the ability to adjust the audio enhancements as they put it. This is where you would turn on or adjust the low cut filter, which I have already demonstrated. 
This is also where you would turn on or off the clip guard, which is your digital limiter, which I have also already demonstrated. And then you have wave gain lock. This means that when you open up certain applications, the gain of your microphone will not be adjusted by those applications. If you run into that issue a lot, make sure to have that selected. And lastly, we have a little bit of an aesthetic option. You are able to change the colors of the LEDs on your device. Currently, the general color is just white, and I have changed the mute color from red to blue because I'm red-green colorblind. I hate red. I hate green. Give me a blue, and I am all happy. So you're able to do that if it's for aesthetic choice or for another reason, like your eyes are broken like mine. Then back on the main screen, when you look at each individual input, you will find that you have two faders, one for your headphones and one for the stream. Once you have this set, you are able to click the link button, and then when you decrease them, it will decrease or increase in the exact same proportion, so your levels will always remain consistent. On the bottom of the main screen, you're able to listen to your monitor mix, or you can actually go ahead and click on the little ear here, and you are able to hear the stream output. I don't like this right now because I can hear the microphone in my headphones, and that is, there's a little bit of a delay there, a little bit confusing, but you are able to monitor both of them to check levels. And the real selling point here is the ability to add multiple digital inputs. If I click on add audio input and then I select to add my music app, I will go ahead and play something really quickly. And then I just bring it down and now that can just play in the background. If I wanted it really loud in my headphones, but a little bit quieter on the stream. I could just crank this up in my headphones like that. If that's the level ratio that I want to keep, I can link the faders and then increase both and that relationship will remain consistent. Then we can add other inputs as well. If I wanted to add Discord and have a bunch of people in there in my chat talking on stream risking getting banned because i don't know what they're going to say you could add discord and have a bunch of friends on your stream as well or if you didn't want them on your stream and you were just talking to them you could just mute the stream output there and that is pretty much all there is to know about the wavelink software just a quick down and dirty run through but a really useful piece of software especially if you're streaming Okay, I think that Elgato has made an interface for a very specific group of people, and it serves that very specific group really well. And first, let's talk about the pros of this thing, the main one being the main selling point of the Wave XLR, the digital mixer interface. If you have any use or any need to bring in multiple digital sound sources, this just makes it incredibly easy, incredibly intuitive. You have an ability to adjust the headphone mix and the stream mix. All of that is incredible. Secondly, 75 decibels of gain on the preamp. SM7B is no match for it. I could clip the SM7B until the cows come home. Not going to be a problem. Plenty of gain. 
Then we have the clip guard function, which I absolutely love because one of the most annoying things to me is going to a stream and hearing somebody get excited and distort and hurt my ears. That clip guard function is incredibly effective at removing that. And I think every single streamer needs to have a feature like that in some way, shape or form, whether it's the Wave XLR or not. I don't care how they get it. Every streamer needs that on their stream. And the last pro for me is the mute button and the implementation of the mute button. An issue that I have with a lot of XLR mics and interfaces is there's no way to mute them. So I've had to buy a physical, I, I should go grab it, one second. This, I had to go out and buy this, a physical mute button for my microphone because none of my interfaces and none of my microphones have mute buttons. And when I'm in Discord, I want a quick access to a mute button. Also, like I mentioned, I like the implementation of the mute function, mainly the fade out and fade in when you activate or disengage the mute, and that eliminates any pops or clicks that might occur if you are muting in the middle of a waveform. I think that's really clever, and I'm glad they thought that through and added that additional nice little frills on top to the mute function. Really well done. But then as far as cons, the main issue for me is the lack of professional I.O. You are only getting an XLR input and a 3.5 millimeter output. You're not getting a quarter inch line input. You're not getting an instrument high Z input. You're not getting RCA outputs. You're not getting quarter inch balanced outputs from monitors. You are stuck with just a microphone and just a 3.5 millimeter headphone output. You don't even have quarter inch headphone output, just a 3.5 mil. Also, I did notice a little bit of an issue when I was adjusting my gain. You do get little pops and clicks while you're adjusting it at random points. That may be fixable via a firmware update. And lastly, this is less of a con and more of a suggestion. In the Wavelink software, when they have the digital meter, adding a scale to that would be great so we know what decibel level we're hitting when we're using the Wavelink software. And to wrap this up and tie it up in a nice little bow and drop microphones all over the place, would I recommend the Elgato Wave XLR? What a surprise, like always, both yes and no. Let's start with a no. If you are a musician, if you are running a project studio, if you are running a professional studio, no, I would not recommend this because it does not have the I.O. that is essential for that application. It does not allow for line input, so you can't run any outboard gear. It doesn't have an instrument input, so you can't run a DI keyboard. You can't do a DI guitar or bass and do amp sims. Doesn't have professional output, so you can't run to studio monitors. If that is you, no, I would not recommend it. But then who I would recommend it for is streamers. I know, what an obvious answer. That does assume though that you don't want to buy any outboard gear for your microphone. If you want to run any outboard channel strips or preamps and then run it into the Wave XLR, it's just not going to accept that. But if you just have a single microphone, you want to run it into your computer and do a bunch of digital mixing of digital sound sources, then I think this thing is absolutely stellar. It has a killer preamp with plenty of gain for the most gain-hungry microphones. It has clip guard. It allows you to mix, I don't even know how many sound sources. I got up to four, no issues there. Pretty darn functional and pretty useful. I know a lot of people didn't like the tone of the Wave 3 from Elgato, 
This gives you all that functionality for any microphone that you want that is XLR. I can essentially turn the SM7B or one of my favorites, the Bayer Dynamic M160 ribbon microphone into a better sounding Wave 3, a USB streaming microphone, and I just think that's pretty cool. I guess there is one or two more groups that I might recommend it for, the first one being people who are in a lot of conference calls and they want that clip guard function so when you're screaming at your boss, you don't distort, or if you want that mute button. That would be really useful in conference calls so you don't end up calling your boss a jerk on there, but that assumes you already have an XLR microphone. If you don't, if you want these functions, I think the Wave 3 or Wave 1 even would probably be a more fiscally responsible approach. And the second group here would be solo podcasters, and I say solo podcasters intentionally because it only has a single XLR input, and again that assumes you don't want professional outputs to run to monitors and you don't want to run any outboard gear. If that's you and you're a solo podcaster, I think it fits the bill pretty well, and it seemed to work really well on my show a couple of days ago. I'll link it in the corner. People said it was one of the best sounding shows I've done so far because I was running a Telefunken TF51 into it, but it was still using the Wave XLR. And that's going to wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you. What did you think of the Wave XLR interface? And are there any groups that I have completely overlooked that might get use out of this device? Let me know in the comments down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big ol' thumbs down. I'm not even clipping right now. I don't know how I got a southern twang there for a second, and it was some weird southern accent. And I think that's it. I appreciate you being here, and I will talk to you next week. Here are the amazing people over here who support the channel. You can be one of them. I will talk to you on a later date. Bye-bye.